It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Happy Monday. Bill Rossetti back with you guys here. Hope you guys had a good weekend and are ready for another week of Panthers football as we get set for week two on Friday night. The Panthers at home for the first time this season as they take on the Buffalo Bills. But we're going to kind of finish up or kind of keep going back at least one more time to week one. I want to talk about the pro football focus grades, talk about some of them and some snap counts uh, from from the uh, preseason opener against the Bears, talk about some other things. I actually just went and rewatched. The, uh, the condensed replay for the Panthers. Wanted to see if, you know, maybe with some fresh eyes I would see something, uh, especially on Greg Little, because maybe I wasn't uh, fair or being fair to him. So I, I wanted to see a little bit more of him. And then I also had my eyes on some other players. But uh, Little was kind of the biggest player that I wanted to see. And the more I went back and watched him, the more I kind of thought that he wasn't as bad as, as I initially thought. He did have a couple, um, you know, a couple of miscues, but in in all, in in general, he really wasn't that bad. And actually, if you go in and look at uh, at some PFF's numbers, uh, PFF actually only charged Greg Little with two total pressures in that game. I mean. That was tied for uh, second most, but even still, two two total pressures is not bad at all, and they were only a pair of hurries. He didn't allow a sack. Actually, the, the player that PFF marked with the most pressures was actually Tyler Larson, who gave up a sack, a hit, and was credited with a hurry um, against him. So he had five total pressures. Then a host of players had two each, and then a few players with one each. We'll kind of, again, break that down and look at some snap counts. But um, in general, just watching Greg Little, I actually came away not not all that upset, I I guess we could say. I think, um, like I said, maybe I wasn't uh, totally fair with Little. Going back and watching, I think he had a better game than I initially thought, and I, I think you're, you started seeing, and he definitely got a lot of reps, because it looked like he played kind of into the the third quarter, so he was definitely out there quite uh, quite a bit. He actually ended up playing 48 snaps against the Bears. That was tied for third most among the offensive linemen, or actually, I should say, among all players, rather, uh, Brandon Green, the right tackle, actually played the most with 65 snaps. And then Taylor Hearn at right guard had 64 snaps. And then Little was actually tied with Dennis Daly at 48. And Dennis Daly was another player that 
as I continued to watch him, I, I liked what I saw out of him, too. I think you're really starting to see both rookie offensive tackles here really start to develop. And we talked before, of course, about how Dennis Daly is trying to learn now four different positions, which for a player of his caliber, and we talked about his size, talked about, talked about his athletic ability, if he can get a handle on all four of these positions, that's going to make him so valuable. You know, we've we've thought about him as the possibility of uh, the backup swing tackle or one of the backup swing tackles, and now you look at if he can learn guard as well, that's, that's going to be huge. It'll really give you that versatile backup line. It could even save a roster spot, too, if Daly is able to handle all these extra positions that are kind of being thrown at him. But... Like I said, for the most part, I wanted to come on and kind of talk about Greg Little real quick. Talk about, like I said, how I thought after watching him again, he was definitely a lot better than I think I initially gave him credit for. So, you know, good for him now. Granted, he didn't, uh, actually his grades weren't too bad. And that's what we'll kind of get into real quick now from Pro Football Focus. Greg Little's grades weren't all that bad, um, especially his pass blocking. He actually was given an 83.1 total grade in the pass block category, which actually was the the best. That, that was actually the highest pass blocking grade given out to the Panthers from Pro Football Focus. But then he was also given a 46.4 in run blocking, so a pretty ugly number there. That was actually one of the worst run blocking grades that Pro Football Focus gave. the The only players that they actually gave worst pass block or worst run blocking numbers to were Dennis Daly and Jaden Mickens at forty six three and forty point six. Um, Looking at the numbers of Dennis Daly, actually, too, it's a little surprising because, like I said, I, th I thought he didn't play all that bad. But all of his numbers that at least he was given, 45.4 uh, overall, 45.1 in the pass blocking, and 46.3 in the run blocking, uh, that's, that's a little surprising. But, again, it's it's his first game. He's There really weren't too many expectations out of him. Uh, so even taking that in consideration, I didn't think Daly was all that bad. Uh, so then, but now if we look at the snap counts for the uh, for the offensive player, so again Brandon Green, who got the start at right tackle, he started or he played sixty five total snaps. Taylor Hearn at right guard played sixty four. Dennis Daly and Greg Little both played 48 snaps. Terry Godwin had 40 snaps. And again, we talked about how impressive he was in the return game as well, including that very nice return that he took all the way inside the 25. Then it was 34 snaps each for DeAndre White and Tyler Larson. Andre Lavroni and Kit O'Brien the receiver and center, respectively, each played 31 snaps. Jaden Mickens played 28. Will Greer, 27. Jason Vanderland had 26 snaps. Tamara Hemingway, 25. 
Reggie Bonifin with 23 snaps, Elijah Holyfield with 23 snaps, and Kyle Allen had 21 snaps, and those are all the players that played at least 20 snaps. Ian Thomas was on the list at 19, but as we found out, he was act he actually suffered an injury in that game and actually has not practiced since. So we'll keep an eye on Ian Thomas's situation, but he did get 19 snaps in. Uh, if we look now at the overall grades, uh, Andre Lavroni actually had the highest overall grade among the offensive players at an 81.6, including an 80.4 grade in the passing game. And he was actually the only player above 70, let alone 80. Reggie Bonifin had a grade of 68. We'll just run through the top 10 real quick here. Bonifin with a grade of 68. Little 65.8. Ian Thomas with a 64. Brandon Green with a 63.9. Kofi Amicia with a 62.4. Cameron Artis Payne with a 62. Jason Vanderland, 61.4. And there was actually a three-way tie for ninth. A 60 even grade for Richard Cook, Cole Hunt, and Alex Arma. So that's how some of the the higher higher graded players looked for the Panthers. We'll take a look now on the defense side of things. But before we get into that, of course, want to remind you guys, especially if you are fantasy football players, make sure you listen to Vinny Iyer and Locked On Fantasy Football. Vinny gives you the edge with over 20 years covering fantasy football. Don't listen to the same stuff as everyone else, because then you are the same. Get the edge from Vinny that will put you ahead on draft day and put you ahead all season long. Locked on fantasy football on your favorite podcast provider. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So switching gears now to the defense side of the ball, starting with the snap counts. We'll at least look at those that played at least 20 snaps in this game. The most snaps was Christian Miller, the fourth-round rookie, who played 40 snaps. And then it was Marquise Haynes, who played 38 snaps. And when we get into the grades, we'll see that he actually had pretty solid numbers across the board. In fact, he also he did have two sacks in the game as well. Uh, Marquise Haynes stood out to me, especially in the rewatch uh, this morning. Haynes... We've talked about how the the 3-4 shift, and he was also in there when they had 4-3 looks as well. And, you know, the Panthers really mixed up their defensive fronts in this game. But Marquise Haynes really started to step up, I think. And he's really starting to turn into someone that I think you can trust on the the pass rush rotation. You know, he's he's not going to be out there numerous snaps a game. But a couple third downs here, you know, you you know you need a sack. Haynes could be a guy that can do that for you. 
You know, you put a couple pass rushers out there, including Haynes, let let him loose. I, I think Haynes can handle himself, so it's nice to see him step up in this first preseason game. Uh, then there was 36 snaps each for Ryan Pulley and Josh Thornton, the two cornerbacks. F.A. Obata played 35 snaps, and he was kind of so-so. Um, and he had that... He had a penalty. He had a neutral zone infraction penalty. Uh, so little undisciplined there. Uh, not the greatest of preseason starts, I think, for Obata. And, you know, for as nice as he was last year in the nice story, there's no question right now that Obata is squarely on the roster bubble. I think he's going to have to show a lot of improvement and really step up his game over the next couple weeks uh, if he's going to crack this 53-man roster again. Andre Smith, the middle linebacker, Woodrow Hamilton, the defensive tackle, and Jared Norris, the linebacker, all played six, or, uh, 33 snaps each. 30 snaps for Quinn Blanding, the safety. Bijan Jackson, the nose tackle, played 28 snaps. Antoine Williams played 23 snaps. Cole Luke with 21 snaps. And then Brian Cox, Cornelder, and Lorenzo Doss each played 20. Rashawn Golden only played 19 snaps. It felt like he felt like he was in there a lot more, honestly. But uh, only 18 snaps for him, and actually had really a really high overall grade. He was actually given a 94.3 overall grade. So PFF firmly high, at least in week one, on Rashawn Golden and Trey Boston also played 19 snaps. In his Panthers debut. As we switch gears now to the overall grades. At least the top 10. Uh, Rashawn Galden. As I said 94.3. The highest grade among defensive players for the Panthers. He was only given a 65.4 in the run defense. And a 65.3 in pass rush. But a 79.5 in tackling. And a 92.1 in coverage. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised at this point if Galden does end up taking the nickel spot. You know, now that Trey Boston is in there at safety with Eric Reed, Galden's likely going to compete for the nickel role and I would say there's a decent chance, pretty good chance that Galden ends up getting that role. 89.2 grade for Brian Burns and we saw how effective he was. Again, we talked about it the other day. He's as advertised. He's he's really good. There's not going to be any worries with Brian Burns. That included an 88.7 grade in pass rushing. 83.8 for Marquise Haynes. 78.3 for Sion Tehuma, the outside linebacker. 72.9 for Lorenzo Doss. 70.7 for Quinn Blanding, 70.4 for Cole Luke, 70.2 for both Andre Smith and Jordan Kunizic. And Kyle Love rounded out the top 10 with a grade of 68. Trey Boston actually was 11th in his Panthers debut with a 67.3. So over, overall, like, like we said the other day, uh, Definitely some positives to take away. You certainly have to feel pretty good, I think, about what we saw out of the Panthers. Obviously, some room to improve, at least in terms of uh, the backups, you know, how some of these depth players look. 
But overall, you get the feel that the Panthers are building a solid roster, and I think it's going to be a solid-looking solid looking group of players going into the season. And I'll be, I'm excited to see the starters get some more reps this week because uh, you, you do expect, I would say, at least should get about a quarter, roughly, in week two. And then week three, of course, is when you see the starters for the most. But uh, this this will be a fun week. They, of course, have joint practices with the Bills before the actual game on Friday night. So fun week coming for the Bills, or well, for the Panthers and for the Bills. But uh, for our intents, of course, the Panthers. Uh, I'll do my best, of course, to keep tabs on the on the practices. But I will give a shout out to my buddy Joe Marino. He will be there uh, at Panthers practices, so he'll see both the Panthers and the Bills. So he'll. So if you want to check out the the Bills side of things, you can uh, you can check him out, of course, on Locked On Bills, and I'm sure he'll have some notes on the Panthers as well. So definitely keep it locked to both of us for uh for Panthers and Bills coverages but I think that'll do it here you know this was a if you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast join the draft dudes Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You know, before, well, before we wrap wrap things up, of course, I have to give another another quick shout out here on the network. Uh, Shout out to our friends, of course, over at Locked on NFL, our boys Brian and uh, Brian and Matt. Uh, last, you know, if you guys haven't heard the new sh- the new show yet, it's uh, it- it's really good. I-, I think the new format with those two bouncing off each other and Matt really going to be able to utilize his strengths is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, last week it was one of the most listened to NFL shows. So again, you got Matt Williamson now joined by Brian Peacock, who you'll be hearing uh, me talk to at some point as well. I mean, I was on the show already once, and then later down on the line, we'll get together again when the Panthers take on the 49ers. Uh, But a reminder, the Locked On NFL is your daily national podcast on all things NFL. With Matt's unique take on the game, follow Locked On NFL now on your favorite podcast provider. So shout out to them and a shout out to you guys as well, of course, for always sticking sticking with me here. It's it's always been a lot of fun. Uh, really really enjoy it here. Really looking forward to the season. I think it's going to be a really good one. Uh, but for now, we're going to get out of here. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, as always, follow the podcast on Himalaya. Follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti R I C C. E-T-T-E, and follow the rest of my work, of course, over at Panthers Wire, Bengals Wire, uh, Downtown Rams, 4 for 4, and Pro Football Network, which I can now say 
In addition to the NFC West, or excuse me, the NFC East, I will also now be covering the NFC South. So a lot, so another avenue for me to to cover the Panthers. So I'll have Panthers Wire and Pro Football Network where I'll cover the NFC South. In fact, my first article on the Buccaneers will be publishing today. If you guys want to check that out later today, I kind of wrote a little bit about the running back battle between Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones. So a lot of work to find me on. And then, of course, eventually I'll be back with Rocky Top Talk to talk college basketball. So be on the lookout for that. But with that, we're going to get out of here. Again, appreciate you guys. Love the support. And hope to do this again with you guys next time. So until then, keep it locked here with me on Locked on Panthers. And until next time, see you later and take care of my friends. We'll see you next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.